0: Hello, welcome to the SLU Cast, the Elkhorn SLU Foundation podcast. We are conserving and restoring the Elkhorn SLU and its watershed. We see the Elkhorn SLU and its watershed protected forever, a working landscape where people, farming, industry, and nature thrive together. As one of California's last great coastal wetlands, Elkhorn Slough will remain a wellspring of life and a source of inspiration for generations to come. The Sloughcast is for all of us to explore everything Elkhorn slough related. We're here to build community and share stories of how special this place is. Welcome! Bienvenidos! This is episode 2 of the Sloughcast. My name is Juan Ramirez. I'm your host and uh, Outreach Coordinator for Elkhorn Slew Foundation. Today's a great day. Today's all about bats and the land dude. If you don't know who the land dude is, you're going to know. The bats that we're going to be listening to are at Porter Ranch. More about Porter Ranch in a future episode, but let's talk about The Land Dude, also known as Ken Collins. You know, Ken is someone who truly cares about his work. Uh, He does so much around the watershed to not only protect land or the land, but wildlife as well. Let's go and talk to the Land Dude and hear about his story here at the slough. Listos? Vámonos! This is finally happening. I'm here. In the flesh, sitting with Ken, the land dude. So, um, Ken. Yeah. Uh, let's get started. And and if your heart could describe who you are, what, what would it say?
1: Oh, well, uh, I've been working here for about uh, since 2001. And before that, I was a core member for the California Conservation Corps, also living in the satellite center on this, the Elkhorn Sioux Reserve. So, been here a long time and it's been my pleasure. And I, so, I, I'd say a committed, mm. very, very committed person. And, uh, you know, when, when my dad passed away in the 90s, uh, really got me thinking about how, you know, what am I going to do with my life? Like, and he died really young. And so, if you're going to live a life, you know, what do you want to do as, while you're here? and so I that time I was with the Corps I was really getting into environmental work and um, you know the stars were really aligning and the plants were aligning that this is like something I would, I'd be really good at uh, one benefit of staying in an area for so long is you get to see the results of your work mm-hmm. so when you're talking about forest restoration you know it takes decades just to see um, even a little bit of what you're trying to do and so been able to, you know, like, you know, put my hand on a trunk of a tree and I'll slap that trunk and slap like, man, it. this is, this is real. Like this is, you know, I did this, like it was really awesome. Or, you know, I was working with the Boy Scouts and, you know, we did this and, um, you know, if it wasn't for me doing it, you know, it may have not have happened. And so, uh, just strikes the core, you know, why, why I work with the foundation. Bats, bats, bats are spooky, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, sure. we've seen them in movies Dracula and all that but you know honestly it's a little anticlimactic because bats are actually really cute furry little creatures that fly through the night they own the night that's right and um, you know it, they only show their teeth when they, when they as a last chance sort of like uh, like they're scared whoa in fact they're scared of everything right especially humans yeah they really don't really want anything to do with humans. If it was up to them, uh, you know, they do live in our barns. They've been living in our barns since since uh, since we've had barns here in North America, and uh, they are an intrinsic part of our ecosystem. Mm. Eliminating uh, between, you know. There's different estimates of how much how many pests that they eat. So they, they eat insects like mo- the army cutworm, all kinds of different moths that, that feed on our crops. So uh, there's estimates between like uh, 3.7 billion to 53 billion a year in agricultural benefit. So wow. the bugs that they, they eat, uh, agricultural uh, operators don't have to spray. Right. So it's it's money in their pocket, less chemicals in the environment. And they're always eating, like, at night. I mean, it's, uh, I've, I have seen here at the barn, because this is an old barn, and we got termites. Mm. Uh, and I have seen bats eat uh, the termite queens. What? So, or when they breed, when they start brooding, uh-huh. the queens go out to find another colony. Maybe your house, maybe somebody else's house. The bats are on duty, and they're, they're, they're low in the protein, and they love eating them. What? Uh, yeah. So we got Mexican free tails in mm. our barn, uh. Not in the barn, but on the outside of the barn in bat houses. Did you make those? I made them, <gasps> and it's been a pleasure. It's been a real surprise and pleasure getting to know the bats. Um, you know, sometimes bats can go inside buildings and structures. So right. one tactic is actually to provide a roost or a bat house outside the barn that they'll prefer than going inside the barn. Right, And uh, – and the bat houses have these, like, not even an inch deep chamber uh, or wide. It's like a like three-fourths inch. What? They like it that small. Super small. Yeah. So Tight. That, they make, It makes them feel cozy, protected. Predators can't get up there. Uh, keeps them insulated and warm. Um, they'll, they'll form, uh, like the Mexican free bats that we have, they like to form large colonies. Mm-hmm. And they use their uh, body temperatures to thermoregulate and keep warm throughout the year. In fact, they don't even migrate, they love it here so much. So what they stay here all year.
0: So, I'm trying to get a visual. Okay, do they fly in and like super fast? How, do, how does that even happen? I know they all fly out, but when they're coming back in, have you ever seen that?
1: Yeah, yeah, they they, they, they got little uh, you know, their wings are actually well advanced uh, hands basically, okay, uh, developed hands. Yeah, so the thumb is a little hook. Gotcha. You can imagine yeah. there's a little hook at the top of their wing or like in the midsection of the wing and that helps them grapple and climb but the fingers have webbing mm-hmm. in between them so they, right. they're very dexterous when they fly so they can I mean I've seen them f- Stop on a dime and do barrel rolls and all kinds of stuff. Uh, they're they're really amazing little creatures.
0: I mean, you're the one that told me they fly up to 99 miles an hour.
1: Uh, the Mexican free tails are have been clocked. Uh, I believe it's the fastest or second fastest. Uh, there's some debate, but it's it's super fast. Right. <laughs> and I believe that's uh, not just a free fall. It's like no, yeah. It's actually like flying flying straight down. Yeah. yeah. So. Dang. Yeah, and they go up to 10,000 feet in the air, and they've right. been seen on radar. So weather radar, can see see, uh, they've been picked up on, on uh, uh, basically, they've even been seeing uh, flying, chasing other, uh, like, moths that are trying to run away from the bats or fly away. Yeah, There's, like, a another, you can see them on the Doppler, a colony of bats, a pod of bats. I'm not sure what you call it. Yeah, 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 bats, yeah. Actually. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Really dynamic
0: uh, so you made there's like what three three bat houses or boxes outside
1: look i you know
0: are they all in each box uh dif- they're all in different boxes or do so, they just go to one
1: well i'll just say that uh you know, i started out with a single chamber half a sheet of plywood i took a sheet of plywood cut it in half made you know so it's really fairly big but just a single chamber just a try and see I had a bunch of real estate right I had this barn mm-hmm. um, and I, I could put it up high enough I had a lot going f- going for like that habitat so um, did a single chamber one year and I didn't get any bats for years in mm. fact I kind of forgot about it mm. and I was like oh well it's like well you know, I tried and really that's all you can do there's no guarantee right? but then uh, gosh um, I was out there one time and I just learned about bat placentas of all things, mm. so uh, I was able to actually identify a bat placenta that had been dropped, and it was all dry. It doesn't look like much of anything, mm. but uh, I noticed guano as well. Sure, so guano was bat droppings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just, I just, like looked up, and I, of course you can't see. It. It's all black in there. You, you wouldn't know yeah. there's anything in there. And yeah, I became a bat landlord, and it was great. And I and I was able to watch them. You know, they they fly out 15 minutes after sunset, mm. like clockwork. Whoa! Unless they they think there's a threat out there, they'll they'll postpone or something like that. But but most of the time, if they if 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 everything's going well, they don't hear anything and they don't you know, sense any danger. 15 minutes, boom, they just flush out. Wow! And so I went from five to I'm like, well, if they like that, they're gonna like something bigger. So I put. Went from a single chamber to a four chamber. Whoa! And that, uh, you know, honestly, the more boxes I put up, the more they get filled, because they like them that much. So, so how many bats do you think you have out here? So, the highest number we've had is seven hundred plus, and I know that because I counted every one of them. Yo, remember <laughs> when I said Ken is just on a different
0: level? <laughs> This is the the example that I'm giving you. Frame by frame, yeah. You count
1: frame by yeah, frame so in the video. I used a GoPro or I used my camera. I set it up in the tripod and I and I kind of I hid behind the wall and uh, I filmed them leaving one night. And I and so yeah, I hit like forward on the key the keyboard. Yeah. Frame by frame, 24 frames per second. Yep. Just kept clicking and then. And then logging down like each bat, so that was that was great. Seven hundred is a lot. So if if I had, if I could just leave the audience with one piece of information, it is the Bat Builder's Handbook. It is the authority on bat box building. Even if you don't build one, it's it has so much bat information that you'll know like where to place it, what they like, what they don't like what works what doesn't work Mm. it's it's it was written by merlin tuttle he's an internationally recognized bat expert uh but it has everything so if you take that that bat book with the designs um and they'll have single chamber multi-chamber designs if you take that into a hardware store or lumber store they'll hook you up with the right material if you want to build a little one and that's what i did just it was a pretty crude it's pretty simple and and they work and uh yeah, you know, having something that 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 works works in our line of work is a is a big deal because sure. we got to move the needle, right? We got to make it, things better every year. Right, right, right. So, uh, you know, sometimes um, there's a lot of wishful thinking. You know, when you when you set out to do something, and it doesn't always work out. But these these bat boxes do work if you know if if the criteria is there.
0: I want to thank Ken for spending some time with us blessing us and gifting us his time um yeah ken do you have anything to add before we wrap up sending us home
1: you know appreciate your get to know your local bats uh come to our facebook page we're gonna be doing a bunch of different bat content Sup. and uh you know we at the foundation we own you know 4200 acres and we're doing all we can to support bats and other wildlife but most of the land is privately owned and that's you the listener. So, mm-hmm. that's right. If you can just do a few things in your yard, if you have a yard, even a balcony, it could be a revolution like just planting three native plants could be a revolution for California supporting our pollinators. You know, if you got a big big old barn, funky barn, a shed or something like that, something tall, a Victorian house, yeah. You know, Put a, put a bat box, you won't regret it. Kids love it. It's a lot of fun. It's entertainment every night. That's right. Uh, you know, when you're you're chilling, you're winding down the day, and then you see the bats. You know, they're clocking in, and they're you know heading out there to forage for food. It's a lot of fun. But private landowners have, you know, most of the land in America, you know, it's privately owned. Right. So uh, I think I think I think everybody has um, there's just so much potential there. Mm-hmm. So. You should feel excited about that. That's what's up. Thanks for Ooh. sending us off, Ken. Mm. Say
0: goodbye to everyone.
1: Goodbye, everybody.
0: If you have any questions or if you'd like to share a story about the Elkhorn Slough, email me, Juan at ElkhornSlough.org, and follow us on social media at Elkhorn Slough Foundation.